and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Hooray for Eurovision! It was all Eurovision, all episode. And well, while it was a celebration, the actual execution of the Maxi Challenge, zero points for Spain. It's time to talk all things Drag Race España 3. And joining me is someone I know who would give me all 12 points. It's Lacey Stoner. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you today? I am doing so well. I just get so happy when there's anything Eurovision related. Um, so I'm excited and I was so excited for this episode. And then it was the biggest fucking letdown in the world. I know. Tell me about it. It's kind of like, I feel like when you think Drag Race and you think Eurovision, you think like two titans. And so like combining them, they're coming together. It's, it has to be magical, right? Like it's two franchises that have lasted years, have uh, garnered just a crazy fan bases as well as like just crazy iconic moments throughout the years and like how do you how are you how does that fail well they decided to do it. a dance challenge for a bunch of queens who can't dance well very that uh, but we'll get, do, there, we'll, we'll get there we will definitely oh, yeah, get there <laughs> um friends just uh, just just sharing pronunciations i apologize i'm trying to get better um also references i'm trying there's one big reference later on in this episode which um dear friend of the podcast amanda masker was supposed to help me with she hasn't gotten here to help me yet so i'm hoping you'll be able to help me when we get there because i don't know what I, they were talking about um but we're yeah, trying you're trying um as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they also have put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. So, yeah. before we begin, we got some drag news of the week. Drag Race All-Stars 8 cast is officially revealed. Um, are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see some returning queens that I absolutely adore. And I'm even more excited to see some queens that I never thought would ever come back to the race. Just say Monica Beverly Hills. Yes. And you know what? The bitch. I can curse in this, right? Sure yeah, you right. can. Perfect. The bitch looks stunning. Like, yeah. I was gagged, fully gagged. There's some other queens that I'm going to say is she's the only one from that cast not going to be a drag con. Oh, girl. Interesting. Girl, this is when you want your fans to come and support you and be like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you again. Get that booth, bitch. What are you doing? Oh my God. Am I about to make the prediction that she does that she's the first one out? And that's That's why my prediction that like drag con, if that's the case, you fucking ruined it for all of us. But um, yeah. I mean, I hope she's not, she not there. How do you? How do you not come to DragCon? Like you, you are being reintroduced into the world. This is your chance to like get the fans to meet you, especially exactly. the you know. Not, on a Beverly Hills was season three, five, season five. Well, they're in a, still an entire generation of kids that don't even know who that is. Literally, they were just born. Yeah, exactly. 
They're God, older. I hate being he has, old. He has makeup brushes that are probably older than some of those kids. That's true. Yeah. All right. Let, let's shift gears. Drag Race Spanier 3. What is your opinion on the franchise overall? I really love that the franchise has like really expanded. I mean, we're just going to like every corner of the globe. We said we are going to show you all different types of drag. And I think what is making it work, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, is that they're not just having, you know, Rue and Michelle show up to all these different countries. Like, yes, they do move around for some of them, but they're not all just showing up to all these different countries imposing their views of drag yes. onto the animals. And I think that that's what works, is we're seeing what drag is like all over the globe, but we're able to see it being judged by someone who is a part of that and understands that aspect of drag and why that and drag And cares is. about the girls. Very much that. Rue never. She's not seeing dollar signs. Literally. Like, I'll never get on the race, so I'm not even worried about saying. <laughs> um, now, have you ever been to Spain? I have not had the pleasure, no. Me either. Listeners, the, just the give man. us money and we'll go. Can we also just say this? Drag Race España has the hottest pit crew. I mean, look at that man Large, behind me. I'm not look mistaken. Look at the man's behind me. I know. And I believe it's the largest, and I'm not talking about the between me downstairs. I'm talking about the amount of boys. Yeah, they're handsome. They're handsome. Um, I just can't believe we went through an entire season of Drag Race Sweden, and they didn't have a pit crew. I was denied my twinks. Well, you know, it's not always about the twinks. It wasn't it's that always about the twinks. Like Ready? Because yeah. listeners, oh. listeners, you could buy my new merch. It says, oh, Twink Crew, and you can buy it on a t-shirt or a mug or a backpack, <laughs> whatever you want. You can get a oh, Twink Crew Block Talk t-shirt. It's I there. love it. I, I, I'll choose to say this. Maybe Drag Race Sweden was participating in the like Twink Death meme. Hashtag Twink Death. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I need a twink before they all go away. You know, we can find you on a drag con. Listen, I should get one. All right. Enough about the twinks. Let's talk about the hunks. It's time to talk about Drag Race Espanya 3. A naked Chuchi walks in the workroom knowing she drew strength but stayed. But now she knows she can do a thousand times better. Chuchi says Maria was an amazing opponent and is shocked to have faced her in the first episode. Meanwhile, Miss Chanel on her ex, who is getting a very certain edit this season, thinks Chuchi is overconfident and is acting all high and mighty and the lip sync brought her down to earth. Are we watching the same show? Chanel, I really want to fuck you badly, but I think you're wrong on this one. I, I don't <laughs> think she's acting high and mighty and overconfident. I think the girls are coming in and they're just like very excited and like really not paying attention to what anybody else is doing. They're just like in their own head still. So like, you know, it's still the first episode. They're, they, they, you know, we all want to do well on the first day of school. Sure. And then we get a little crazy when we don't. And so it's easier to lash out and yeah. say, well, fuck her. Well, Chichi is trying to assimilate to the situation as she sprays away Maria Delia. Honella knows that Maria could have got given more, but this is the game and you have to move on. This is the fun part about Drag Race. Anyone can go at any time. Mm-hmm. The girls head to the table to chat about the Macarena who made it past the first episode. She is feeling happy. She broke the jinx. Good for her. I think she was saved. I'm just going to put that out there. Ooh, oh, there's the conspiracy <laughs> theory. Um, oh, I have some hot takes for you. Don't even worry oh, about it. it. 
Uh, we're going to learn from Visa a fact we didn't know about last episode that some of them thought that Kelly would be going to do the lip sync, and she said she was terrified. But she's happy to be there, and thanks Chuchi for saving her. Kelly is realizing that this experience is much harder than she imagined and has nothing to do with being old and having experience. Listen, we have seen very, very green queens do very well on Drag Race recently. And we have seen some seasoned queens just completely just choke. Yep. The conversation turns to Winter Bestia, who is such an artistic and richer woman than all of them now because she got some euros. <laughs> Kelly tells her that she was rewarded for being original and artistic, unlike her phony shoes. So it's now time to get out of the drag. As the game has officially started, one will fall after another. The show must go on. Also, why was Clover cutting Visa out of her cat suit? Was she stuck? She needs that for a photo shoot after the season. Don't destroy the drag. <laughs> Girl. You know. Have you ever had to cut yourself out of a look? I have once. The zipper broke and there was no way. And so it was, but I was able, it wasn't the end of the world. You can replace a zipper. So like if you just cut at the right. top. But I wasn't like chomping away at a garment to get out. Clover was just going right straight up. I was like, what are you doing? You're giving me anxiety. I mean, you know, it happens. It happens in fashion. It happens in photo shoots, all sorts of stuff where they, they got to sew you in. They got to clamp you in. Anything for the look. Commit That's to the true. commit to the bit. And if you need, if she looked good on the runway, I don't give a shit if you got to cut yourself out of it later. A new day has come and the queens will march on in as they pay homage to the fallen comrade maria delia i don't know why this was a tribute to her but um i'll miss her a little bit she was fun i thought she had potential i thought she was gonna make it a lot further i was a little surprised yeah. but yeah me too so what will today bring Va- vania is hoping a sewing test just wait girl it's not time for that uh we can't knock the macarena out after two episodes we have a reason. they don't want to banji her Literally. <laughs> Chuchi is clacking Maria's fan in the work. And I'm like, why did you not bring that home with you? Those fans are expensive, bitch. Thank you. Now, that the Macarena has finished the first chapter. It's her first time experiencing day two. Uh, just like all the other girls. They're all on the same page. She will tell us that on the first day, her anus was clinched. And now it's loosened a bit. As the famous wise goddess once said, let loose. I say, let loose. Let loose. Oh. Uh, have you performed that song yet? Um, so I did. Um, I recently <laughs> did it uh, two weeks ago after doing brunch. I did a drag double. And we, I just kept talking about it with the audience to the point that anytime somebody said anything that remotely sounded like with a similar cadence, I would go into it. Like I made a douching song about it. Love it. You know what? That's you know, how it should be. Just think about it. Let's douche, baby. Let's douche. Lucy Lajuka has no idea the really the door she's opened. Oh, not that. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I did it after about 20 minutes of just nonstop let loose jokes. I was like, I I'm it. just going to do it. The, the crowd went wild. And it's great. Despite the conversation happening last week, the Macarena is horny and wants to discuss who the most attractive ones of the season are. Now, before we find out from them, who is your official trade of the season? Oh, okay. I think my trade of the season is... Uh, the, the one from Canaria, is it Chuchi? I'm still learning the names. Drag Chuchi, yes. Yeah, yes. it's that booty, bitch. Like, you know, I like me a, like a thick, hairy man, but that ass is just so nice. And we get to see it every single episode. I hope she stays just for that. Well, uh, mine is the one right behind me, Chanel. Right. Oh, okay. Chanel she was so cute. So you know cute. who Chanel kind of reminds me out of drag? Um, I don't know who. One of the Australia girls, oh my God, uh, Beverly Kills. 
listen, friends, I have a fucking type. I don't fucking care what anyone <laughs> says. Whatever. I've 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 hit on Beverly a couple of times on Instagram, and I can't wait I to mean, meet her in person. I don't blame you. She's super cute. And she has a fucking Canadian husband boyfriend thing. I'm like, fuck you, jump, dump him, pick me. Someone pick me. Here's the plan. You move to Canada for like a short little year. And then now you can be the new Canadian boyfriend. That there we go. That that's it. That's that's how we're gonna go. All right. Um, Ronella is going to pick Chuchi's ass and tells us that she would make or take her makeup off with her ass. Uh, I feel like you would do the same. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Chuchi will say the sexiest are Visa, Clover, and Kelly. This gets Kelly to say the word bukaki, and I have to assume that a rue girl bukaki has happened before somewhere. Like we don't know what happens at the hotels of Dragon, but we you know. Do, right? You know there is a super fan. Well, I do a little bit, but you know there is a super fan out there with a lot of money. And I'm not trying to say that the girls are saying yes to getting paid for this, but I feel like somebody at the very least suggested it and said, "I will hand you X amount for three of you to like, you know." Yeah, probably, probably. Working on my face, and that does not involve makeup brushes. Now, Kelly is about to throw hands with me as she says her crush is Chanel NRX, who is mine. Um, and then we're going to watch them kiss. And I was like very pissed off about that. So please don't let that ever happen again. Um, no, 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 no. Kelly says they have not had sex yet. And I have to assume that since filming, they probably have, right? Yeah, absolutely. Probably. I mean, it's been months since. Mm-hmm. Now, Chanel will tell us that she let herself get carried away as she thinks Kelly is a bitch. Good. Now come to daddy. <laughs> You're like, just push her right into my arms. Now, Pink Shadora will tell us she likes Hornella. And I'm like, ew, old people. What's wrong with old people? Old people and old people? Ew. I know they're like three years older than I am, but ew. (laughs) I can't wait till three years from now. I'm going to remind you of this moment. But listen, I look good for my age and they look old. So I'm just going to say Well, you don't do drag and drag age is the fuck out of you, girl. Hornella will tell her thank you and follow it up with, I wish I could say the same, which is very shady. Now, Petita will say what Amanda Massacre has been preaching all along. The sexiest is Clover, and the Macarena will deem her the trade of the season. So there it is. Clover Bish, trade of the season. I, I want to say this. Because, you know, if we're talking about, like, the actual definition of trade. But, like, I feel like Drag Race has sort of a, not appropriated the term, but turned it into something else. Where Now we're just referring to the hottest one in the season versus the one who actually looks like trade which is more of like a, you know, hetero male man who like looks like you might kick your ass a little bit, but like you're like a little rough. But if we really go down the line and look at who the most attractive one in the cast out of drag is, I would be, I would agree. Clover. Yeah. The bitch. Stunning. She's hot. hot. Her skin is stunning. Her hair is beautiful. Like stunning. Clover tells us that Clover is sexy. She is the trade for the bisexuals, the lesbians, and for the gays too. She's here for everybody. Happy lesbian pride. Even with an extended episode, there is no alarm, no video message. Supreme Deluxe just waltzes through the dorm. Uh, And let's talk about her look. Venea is about to show her age and compare her suit to a Windows background. Remember those old ancient computers from the 90s? Good times, good times. Little dialogue tones. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. Actually, that was more ambulance, but like we get it. That works. works. (laughs) To kick off the party, Supreme will ask the girls to pay attention to the music. It's a distorted song, and some of them are clued in. But this bitch right here knew exactly what it was. Now, Clover thinks the song was the news, but us fans know it was the theme to Eurovision. Dun, For dun, this dun, mini dun. challenge, it's called Drag Vision. Are you a fan of Eurovision? I enjoy Eurovision. Have I okay. seen an entire season of Eurovision? No. 
do I end up listening to a lot of the artists who, you know, do well in your vision? 100 percent Of course. I stand my girl Netta. Like I mm-hmm. absolutely adore her. I am not your toy. You know, thank you very much. And every like everything about her, she's absolutely amazing. Stand and like uh yeah, there's just a, a bunch of bands that like I end up falling in love with, and I'm like, oh, that's your vision. And so then I end up going back and seeing what they did in the competition. Pink Shadara is nervous that she is not a fan of Eurovision like the others. She watches it if she has to, but she doesn't cheer it on like it's the Champion League. And that would be soccer, my friends. Champion League is soccer. Um, That's the one with your feet, right? Yeah. Football. I love balls. Supreme shares that 600 million people watch Eurovision. And you know who else does? Oh, Pete Crew. I love when she says, oh, Pit Crew, because it's like high pitched and really cutesy. And you know that she probably has a bukkake with the pit crew. Oh, how do you think she her makeup off? <laughs> I think she stays so young and her skin's so supple. Well, they arrive with a map of Europe and the girls are about to embarrass themselves in front of all of Spain and the world because we are watching. In this mini challenge, they will each choose an envelope with a winning song inside and its corresponding flag. They will then have to locate the country on the map. Those who locate on the map correctly will get 12 points and will move on to phase two. For those Eurovision fans, you know that 12 points is the most points a country can award another country in the contest. How are you in geography? Okay, so I remember watching this challenge. So the answer (laughs) is horrible. Um, And my usual defense to this is, I mean, it's not bullshit. It's actually like very real. You know, I was born in Dominican Republic, as you know, lived until I was 10 years old. So I never learned U.S. geography. And while I did learn the geography of Dominican Republic, I haven't had to use it in, God, eight, 19 years. So, like, don't remember any of it. So I would fully fail if you just handed me this. I'd like, I don't know. Yeah, I can barely do a map of the United States. So I would have failed this very, very, very hard. Thank you. Well, and like the, the UK got the easy one. I was like. <laughs> right. Bakita is first, and she will select Maria Maria, the winner from France. Now, when Supreme asks her for the country, she will say Russian as a girl. Right colors, bad country. She will figure out that it is France and correctly points out where France is. 12 points for Paquita. Then they're going to have Maria Miriam's song, Le Soir et Le Fond Play. Um, we love educating the audience and learn about Eurovision as we're learning about countries. Drag, it's educational. Honestly, it's like the original Looney Tunes. Remember when Literally. they did that, the country song? Uh, Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Thing. Well, mm-hmm. isn't sorry. I have to go one step deeper. Animaniacs in the Looney Tunes, right? That's correct. No, Animaniacs gonna... had their own show. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Next up is Vania, and she selects Conchita Worst, and the queens are like, "Fuck, I know this one because that's a drag queen, Mama." The trick is, does Vania know where Austria is? She has no idea. Uh, she fails and puts it in Poland. Zero points for Vanea. And that means we are denied hearing Rise Like a Phoenix. How rude. Um, we'll, we'll play it for them. We'll um, are you familiar with the song Rise Like a Phoenix? I've heard it. I wouldn't Great say Great song. Very powerful. Um, Visa will select Sartab Erner from Turkey. At first glance, she's like, it's not Australia, right? With no idea what flag that is, she will randomly place it on the map. Zero points for Visa. Now it is time for the 1979 winner, Gadi Atari, from Israel for Pink Shadora. Does she know where Israel is? She does. 
Let's hear a clip from Milk and Honey's Hallelujah. Um, I would not know where Israel was. That one I would have failed miserably with. I would have as well. I would have given you like Italy, France, UK, maybe gotten lucky somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, Bestia will pick Lordy, our outrageous rockers from Finland. Uh, friends, this is one of those performances. You go to YouTube and watch it if you haven't seen Lordy's performance. Oh my God, it's wowzers. Um, so in order for us to hear the, their song, Hard Rock Hallelujah, Bestia will need to locate Finland. And I can confirm that Bestia has no idea what Nordic country is which. Zero points for Bestia. Um, listen, it's hard. It's hard with knowing which one is which. Of course. like it's, it's, Norway, Sweden, uh, Finland, they're all up there. They're, no, no one knows the order. They're, exactly. Like I wouldn't even know like the border and which, which one, where one starts and the other one ends. Like It's all... Clover will select Greece's Helena Paparazzo, and she's like, I do not know what this flag is. And the girls are like, bitch, you know that flag. And even if she knew it was Greece, she has no idea where it is. So at first she's going to cover four countries, but then moves it to the correct spot. 12 points for Clover. And we're going to hear a bit of the song, My Number One. The Macarena will select Katrina and the Waves, um, who are from the United Kingdom. Surely this is an easy one, right? Right. She nails it. 12 points for the Macarena. So we're going to hear a bit of Love Shine a Light. Uh, I know the Katrina and the Waves, their big song, Walking on Sunshine, was not a Eurovision song. No. no that no. was well before they were on there, it wasn't was. it? Very yeah. true. Now, Drag Chuchi, you are on my shit list as you fuck up this one. She will select Celine Dion who, for those who are unaware, represented Switzerland in 1988 with her song No Parates And we're about to be denied hearing this incredible song as she has no fucking idea where the country is. Zero points for Chi-Chi. Um, It's a great song. And you know what? It made Celine Dion even more famous. Yeah, and you know what? Even though Chi-Chi did not get it right, as a consolation prize, she can come sit on my face. There it is. Yeah. Now we have Kelly pick Monaskin, our winners from 2021. They represent Italy, and it's a flag on everyone's pasta. This was an easy peasy, and Kelly gets it. 12 points for Kelly, and it's time to hear a sample of Zitia Buoni. Petita is up, and she says she went to public school and is very good at geography, as she knows every country and every capital city. And she is an expert <laughs> at Eurovision. Will she be able to find Denmark, the home of the Olsen brothers? Well, first, she will claim it's Sweden. Girl, it's not even the right colors. Uh, then she realizes it's Denmark, but puts it in Sweden. Zero points for Petita. I just think maybe, yeah, you know, ahead. she is stunning. She has this beautiful long hair. I think it may be uh, sucking up all the oxygen out of her head. You know what? That's very possible. Uh, ready for another fuck up? Chanel NRX. You had my heart, but you denied us listening to the second or third, depending on my mood, greatest Eurovision song ever. She will se- select Lorraine from Sweden, and she has no fucking idea where the land of Ikea is. Zero points for Chanel. Um, and she claims she would have gotten it right if she read the artist's name because friends, Lorraine won with the hit song Euphoria. And bitch, Lorraine is going to win again this year with her hit song Tattoo. Um, I'm a big, big, big Lorraine fan. Um, And those who watched Drag Race Sveria would know that she was a guest judge this season. Oh, work. Okay. Oh, so she's making the rounds. She said, I'm making the rounds. And and guess what? They used used Euphoria as the lip sync song. Work. She's already making her victory tour. She is. Uh, It's time for Hanela, and she will select Salvador Sobral from Portugal. And the room groans. This was an easy one because if you live in Spain and don't know your neighbor Portugal, you're fired. 12 points for Honela. The song we get to hear is Amor Peros Dios. 
And we're now in for round two. The remaining queens will have to listen to a song and have to name the song or the singer. And the song plays. And friends, it's not only the winner of Eurovision 2018. This, it's also the season two finale lip sync of Iconic. It was. Oh my song God, is Toy by Netta. Mm-hmm. Which coincidentally, mm-hmm. I was a part of. Not the yes, lip sync. You I'm were. Kidding. You were a season two. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to get into the pantheon of it all. Oh, I'm, I wasn't going to talk about it. All I'm going to say is from what I've been seeing, it looks like we're doing an exact replica of my little show, you fuckers. Whatever. I don't know what you're talking about because I was mm-hmm. out on Sunday, so I, I plead the fifth. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, Paquita, the Macarena, get it at the same time. They both correctly get the answer, so they are going to do a second round. The next song is going to be guessed by the Macarena as the song is Diva by Donna Internacional. Again, it's an entry from Israel this time from 1998. 12 points for the Macarena. Um, and I can't believe that they included three Israeli songs and denied us hearing the greatest Eurovision song ever, Waterloo by ABBA. I know. Oh, Maybe I WoW just can't get the rights to Waterloo. What is happening? That's what, well, I thought, is it? Would it be on WOW or would it be on their local networks? Whatever it is, because we got a fucking bullshit ABBA lip sync on Dragosphere too. Well, give me Waterloo. What did, up, what did they end up doing for that one? Kisses of Fire. What? There's so many other much better Literally. Songs. Literally. Like a thousand other songs I would pick before that. Gross. Someone just give ABBA. I'm pleading. Let them have Waterloo. I want to see two queens lip sync to Waterloo. Oh, honestly, yes. Abba always kills, but like, no, they can't be. No, no, no. They need to fix it. Get it together. Anyway, if you love all this Eurovision content, you can hear my Eurovision 2023 preview podcast soon. Be on the lookout for it. For winning, the Macarena wins 300 euros to spend at the online store of Addicted. Come on, undies. Well, how many uh, pairs of undies and Speedos would you buy? Oh, I get $2,000. No, 2,000 euros. Three th- 300 euros. I don't know what that translates to. In I mean, honestly, I'd probably get as many as I can. I would just like fill up the car. Yeah, might as well. Oh, I get myself a couple of thongs, a couple of jock straps, and a couple of briefs. You know, like cute little briefs. You know, get mm, some. Absolutely. Pride is coming up. I'd like stock up. Let's go. There it is. For this week's maxi challenge, they will be divided into two groups of six to defend a mind blowing choreographic duel to a very famous and acclaimed song. Siri, play slow mo by Chanel. Um, as the winner of the mini challenge, the Macarena will be a team captain and she will get to pick the captain for her rival team. She will take, take Vanilla as she sucks at dancing. That's good strategy. That is good strategy. And you know what? A lot of the times the girls, like when they're in the moment, the other girls will like give them crap for like being strategic. You're like making that kind of choice. I'm like, no girl, the whole, it's a game. Mm-hmm. Let's pick our teams. Mm-hmm. The Macarena selects Clover, Visa, Chanel, and Rex, Bestia, and Pink Shadora. On Team Vanilla is Kelly, Chuchi, Ornella, Paquita, and Petita, who is selected last. Before they get started, Supreme is going to have them see and listen to a person who's ready to shake her hips and break some hearts. It is Chanel. I'm so pissed she wasn't there in person. It would have been but she will have them zoom, zoom in as they, she gives them advice for the master challenge. She tells them to feel like sexy divas and get a bit wild, na, 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 and make it go like pa, pa, pa. Uh, have you heard the song um, yes. Slow Mo prior to the, the episode? Yes, yes, yes. So good. It's, um, it's a good song. I'm really excited. Like, ooh. 
but also you know what it's such a good song and i don't want to get ahead of us but like that's why it makes me even more mad that things went the way they did yeah exactly um and for this let's try not to confuse good chanel and quote bad chanel as chanel anorex said um oh, i cannot oh. i cannot call her bad chanel so we're gonna have good chanel and hot chanel i was gonna suggest hot chanel so i'm glad that we're on the same page here Perfect. Yeah, just look at her behind me. I just it's the smile. It's that fucking it smile. It's it's always there. And you like tilt your head up so you're kind of like looking at her for a second just for my So pretty. She's oh my god, I can't whatever. <laughs> um we are going to also discover that one queen will have to perform the role of Chanel. Um well, good Chanel that is. They will be working with choreographer Carmelo Segura who we met last season. He was so crazy. He was insane. He's he's insane. He definitely comes in very intense and just like reads the girls for filth, which like I'm kind of here for. And laughs so, through it. 100%. I mean, he knows he's making TV. Yeah. And Suprema isn't done. Their guest judge for the week is Spanish Eurovision royalty, Soraya. Yeah. All right. The queens hit their tables and immediately Pink Shadora will thank the Macarena for not picking her last, but it's not important. The Macarena is in ego mode. Bestie reveals that she had studied dance for six years and is a bit bitter at when she was selected, but the Macarena is like, change your attitude from positive, negative to positive. And we're already going to have same animosity. Um, do they just not like the Macarena or are they just not happy that the Macarena is there? I feel like it's more about they're unhappy she's back. You know, they're a little salty she's getting a second chance because I they haven't really given a reason why they dislike her. Right, or that's they, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Now, I don't, not Chanel. You go ahead. No, no, I just yeah, I don't get why they dislike her because they haven't said it. They just say they don't like her, and I'm like, what's good? Like, what did she do? What did she say to y'all? What's going on uh, behind the scenes? You're not telling me. Hot Chanel will joke that they all dance with the leader, and the Macarena is not having it on this day here. What is this rivalry between Hot Chanel and the Macarena? She's always on her case. Very strange. Very strange. Well, the question will. Tr- Truly be, can Pink Shadora and the Macarena dance? Pink Shadora says she can move with rhythm. And Aviza says they can help her with that, even with the fact that she has never learned choreography in life. Um, you're a mover, aren't you? Yes, I'm more of a mover. Um, I don't I don't give you, you know, I'm currently learning how to do a split, but don't tell the kids that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm more of a mover, but I can pick up choreography if you give me a minute. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. She will make the character Pink Shador the best dancer she can be, but the focus will be the funny character, a huge factor at the end of the episode, but we're going to get to that. It's time for the good Chanel, the group. Pink Shador says that they should um, not go with hot Chanel, even though they share the same name. They should make Cloverbish be Chanel. And they all agree. It's settled. Easy peasy. Clover loves this as she identifies with Chanel as she has Cuban blood. So let's do it. Now, team name. The Macarena doesn't like Team Macarena, so she will suggest Team Vitorinas. And Pink Shadora will say, like, from my heart, the Macarena, you picked the group, but, like, you're not part of the group. And she's like, no, I'm the team leader. Pink Shadora is like, that's history. She says she, she will delegate, but don't poach on her territory. I'm the team leader. If you were team captain, would you make it a dictatorship like the Macarena or let it be a group effort? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a group effort because, you know, the the way that you lead, that you work with your team will reflect on the main stage. And if you're yeah. sitting there and telling everyone what to do and they're not happy about it, we're going to see it. So it wouldn't be a dictatorship, but it, I would definitely try to lead us in a certain direction. But also sometimes it comes in handy because if you don't have a specific direction to go in, but like some of the other girls do and they want to take charge, go for it. We're all here to win. Exactly. We work together. Anyway. 
Well, the Macarena, she's got another name. And according to the captions, it's Glitter Rats. Okay, what was the actual? Because I don't remember what the name that she said. I don't know. It just said Glitter Rats. And that's where I'm going with it. We're going to call them Glitter Rats. Glitter Rats, um, okay. I feel like that should be a name of like a, a house in New York. I mean, that's very, uh, I, I'm going to name drop my sister here. That's very avant garbage. Yeah. Like, yeah. With that, you know. You should tell her she's a glitter rat and see how she reacts to that. She would actually love it. She'd be like, actually, yes, I am. <laughs> has she ever worn glitter in her fucking life? I've never seen her wear she glitter. She has recently been bitten by the rhinestone. <gasps> And she has been rhinestoning her trash and she looks so good. And I absolutely love it. Wow. I send her pictures of like tiny little office trash cans that are fully rhinestoned. And I'm like, baby, this is you now. Wow. Yeah. Growth. Growth. We all need it. Even if it's a weird growth. On- <laughs> <laughs> Let's check in on our other team who seems to have made zero progress since the segment began. Cornella believes the other team has a lot of egos and that sometimes collides. She thinks that maybe the Macarena didn't make good decisions according according to drag chuchi the most important thing is to create a team name girl if that is your priority no wonder you left this episode yeah that's um that's not the most important thing like nobody i don't think they ultimately the team name should be something that like makes the judges laugh so that like they're already on your side when you're coming out and that's it but it's not the most it's only for the merchandise if you do well thank you like what was the uk one uh they they tweeted king dolls Yes, thank you. Or the Frock Destroyers. Oh, Frock, De- Frock Destroyers is a good name. It's so good. Um, she's going to suggest the Matarahi, uh, Manaharis. Um, they will adjust it to the Deadly Haris or the Muerto Haris in Spanish. Um, why is this their name? Because they will kill the other team. And it was derived from a Eurovision song called Matahari by Effendi from Azerbaijan in 2021. I think they got a little too caught up in like trying to make it a reference to something else rather than just like, just make it funny. Yeah, I agree. Even in Spanish. Vanilla. Was- Vanilla will ask if anyone wants to be good Chanel and Hornella will pick Paquita because she resembles her, completely forgetting that this is a dance battle challenge. I say place all the blame on this challenge on Hornella for the results. <laughs> um, Paquita will take on the role knowing nothing else about what this role entails. Kelly says that Paquita is essentially the low-cost version of Chanel. Shady! She's a shady lady, isn't she? You're just mad because she's coming for your girl. But I am. I'm very... I've Listen, I've followed Kelly Roller for years, so I'm very excited to see her on my TV. I thought going in, she would be the trade of the decision, but then um, Chanel walked in. I was like... Then Chanel walked in. I will say... Like, uh, look brilliant. at her. I know. I'm going <laughs> to... But like they can't see that, but they they know they feel they get they get the mood and the feeling. But my one thing with Kelly Roller, and we can get into it when we get into runway, is I hope she doesn't do the skates every episode because that's already going to get really old for me. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, yeah. has very little social skill. Petita has very little. God damn it, Paquita and Petita, they have to change their names. One of them has to change their name. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> oh my god. Pita has very little social cues as she will immediately call out Vanilla for being the worst dancer in the group. And she's like, yes, I suck, but I can make faces and things like that. They tell her that she is sexy and filthy and Vanilla is like, I can give you all a fellatio. All of it. Great. Great. 
Um, Hornella is like, we are screwed. I can't wait to see how this turns out. They're dirty in Spain. It is. I will say, and I mean, the previous seasons haven't been this horny, but like these girls, like, I'm wondering if maybe they have to quarantine longer than most girls because I'm like, they be starving, famished. Yeah, cats and heat. Mm-hmm, girl, like, hide the pickle girl because they're going to pounce. Mm-hmm. I'll get that on video. And sorry, a separate drag OnlyFans situation. People would sign up and you'd make thousands, millions. The queens will walk out of the workroom singing slow mo and then immediately cut to them walking onto the main stage singing slow mo. It was like magic. I was like, why? What? what just happened? Great editing. They're going to split up into their two groups as they meet with choreographer Carmelo. Uh, you can tell this man is just ready to stir the fucking pot. He was ready. Oh, yeah. He's re- he's on TV. He's like, oh, this is going to be fun because he did it right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Now, since the show gave us more of a montage of the two teams, we're actually going to discuss them individually, starting with the Glitter Rats, led by team captain the Macarena. Carmelo learns that Clover is their Chanel, and he thinks that's fantastic as he is there to inform her that the person they chose has the great responsibility to do a solo performance during the dance battle. Think that's funny now? Wait until the other team finds that part out. <laughs> what would you do if you're like, I want to be the lead in this part, and then like, no, you have to do a full dance battle. Would now you I have cry? to do a dance battle with tricks and shit. I, I would probably be shaking in my boots a little bit. You know, you put on a smile and you make it work because it's showbiz, but you definitely exactly. Uh, you put on your depends and you hope for the best. Clover is afraid of not living up to the role and doing what is expected of her. Now, the rest of the team thinks they have won as Clover is fantastic. She got, she's got it. She got it. We're going to watch Carmelo teach the team the dance, and it's intense. Like, we are doing an homage to the original, and even the original was hard choreo. Yeah. Um, Carmelo is going fast, and while someone like Clover has no problem keeping up, she's worried about the others, a.k.a. Pink Shadora, cough, cough. Now, we're going to watch a part where Carmelo is off stage and it's just a clusterfuck. Only Clover seems to be right. And I'm like, oh, this is danger, girl. Everyone's, this team sucks. Now, Carmelo will call out Pink Shadora and ask if she knows the song they are dancing to, as it looks like she's dancing to Masetti's La La La. And I guess you have to know the song well enough to know what the joke he was making. I don't know the song well enough to get it, but neither do I. Hot Chanel is ready to bring Pink Shadora a diaper because she's so scared she's shitting herself. She compares her to looking like she's looking for a missing sheep. She did. What? I remember the word she used because I remember laughing really loud at this because it was just. I don't know. She may have just said she may have just said perdida, which just means lost. Uh, listen, friends, if you do watch it with the uh, captions on um, Google Translate, not good all the time. No, girl. And I'm going to tell you this. The captions just make up random stuff because I used to watch it with my old roommates who don't speak Spanish. And they're like, the subtitles just said this. And I'm like, that is not what they just said, girl. But like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that's why I bring on Spanish speakers for this podcast because I need help. Oh, man. Now, our other team arrives to share that they are the Muertajaris. And Carmela's like, beautiful. But now I need to know who your Chanel is. They all point to Paquita, thinking this is going to be so much fun until Carmela's like, I'm surprised because one, your team doesn't stand out when it comes to choreography. And two, Paquita, you have a solo against Chanel. (laughs) Now this team will perform and they seem to get it even with Kelly and Skates and Vanilla thinks she stands a chance. Once the music is on, they're all lost except for Drag Chuchi. And now we're about to watch the demise of Chuchi. 
the girl wants her the girls want her to learn the choreo so she can teach it back to them when they finish with Carmelo but Carmelo is about to be a psychological destruction for Chuchi as he tells her that she that he doesn't see her working with the team and asks her to make it look like they are a team she gets what he's saying but she thinks she needs to learn it to teach her team as her team wants her to i found this very fascinating because Usually, like, the editors are very kind to the choreographers or the music people. Like, mm-hmm. they don't throw them under the bus, but they literally just threw Carmelo under the bus by having Vinaya say that she wants Chuchi to teach them. Chuchi doing that, and then Carmelo saying, no, you're not a team player. Yeah, no, he, you know, RuPaul talks a lot about uh, your inner saboteur, where Car- Carmelo is their outer saboteur here. <laughs> literally. Literally, like, they came in out the gate and he was already, like, knocking them down a peg and being like, so none of y'all can dance. So let's see how this goes. I'm like, damn, like, at least let them them fuck up first before you call them out. Yeah. Well, they all know that based on their skills, they have to perform a different kind of Chanel as they know they cannot do an exact Chanel like Clover. So Carmelo will tell them it is a dance battle, but the winner will be the one with the most charisma on the runway. He wants personality. So Petita says that their Chanel has long hair and will give them a flamenco version. Great. Sure. Sounds fun. So what is Carmelo's assessment having worked with both teams? Well, he says Vanea's team is different and they may surprise them in terms of choreography. They won't be ready, but in terms of theatricality, you're in for a surprise. He says that the Macarena's team is overconfident. They know they have a greater dancer with Clover, but he thinks they are too sure that they will win, but he wouldn't be too sure. Guess we'll have to find out what happens. So up until this point, are you gathering that this challenge is going to be about executing a good dance or just having fun? I mean, it was, at first I thought it was going to be, it's a dance challenge. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Learn some choreo. We got to knock it out of the park. We got to make it good. And if you can't dance, sell the hell out of it, make it a character, have fun. Not really about having fun. I mean, you should always have fun because it does come across, but like it's about executing the dance challenge. Because that's what it made. That's that's made that makes logical sense. But then he's throwing in like after watching a second time, he's throwing in that like you have to have theatricality, you have to have personality. I'm like, but that's not the challenge. That's not what they were told to do. Yeah, dance challenge unless you have like a solo bit is not the time to like show your personality. Like. You're just, right. you're showing that you can hit an eight cow and that you can actually blend into a group without standing out too much. Because which that's also a special skill is not standing out too much from the other girls. Because exactly. it's a group, not showing your individual personality. That's not what a dance challenge, that's not what I think of when I think dance challenge. Right. Well, it is Elimination Day and things are dancing their way in as the Eurovision theme song is playing. The girls will discuss at the table how different difficult the challenges as there are so many new dancers like pink shadora they're just laying it on pink shadora for us as they laugh she tells them to shut their mouths as she did in fact learn choreography for the first time in her life so who's laughing now it's going to be her until the very end of this episode but we'll get to it (laughs) she is feeling next level high insecure and she doesn't want her team or the rest of the cast to find out how terrified she is now let's discuss it will kelly be using skates again she says if she uses shoes again, dot, 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 there's your answer. Well, Kelly wants to see Pink Shadora. Okay, you, you you had something to say about this. Let's, let's talk about yeah, this yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious, you know, I feel like at this one, I've seen Kelly in skates more than I've seen Kelly in heels, which Correct. A, first question is, can she walk in heels? 
Probably, but well, she did it last week. Don't remember. I remember the skates. I remember her falling off the stage with the skates. Yeah, in, in the runway, she did wear terrible pumps. Okay, great, great. Love that for her. But also, if yeah. we just fall off the stage with the skates, and then now you do it again, like I don't know. Don't don't do the same gimmick every week. You know, we read the girl. You know, we tell the girls, don't rely on your body. Don't rely on this. Like, don't do the same thing. So I really just hope it's not going to be skates every episode or every other well, episode. It's, it's an interesting thing to talk about, especially with this franchise, because what happened to the Canaries girls every the first two seasons? They got screamed at for wearing the boots every week. Yes. Isn't it essentially the same thing? Basically, which and not, but here we have like someone like Tucci who was like not do, not giving you the boots every week. And then and they get pissed at it. And dare I say, got the boot literally yeah it's gonna be interesting so i uh, friends i would say watch out for the skates and see if that becomes a uh, um a critique later on well kelly wants to see pink shador dance because she has no idea how she'll do she thinks she's talking better skates so much honey it's a dance challenge um i love this edit because it's just so confusing pink shador the winner here what what is what is happening well, the Macarena will say that there are bad vibes, so they should all just breathe. But Kelly thinks it's just her team, as her team is peaceful, and the other team is just a bad da- group of dancers. But Hornell is not denying it, but they have personality and attitude, because that's enough, right? I mean, sure, if you're selling, like, Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. The team will thank Chuchi for saving them, which is funny because of what is about to happen to Chuchi. But Chuchi says it's a group effort, and if she ever could throw the team under the bus, it was this week to do that. They rehearsed and rehearsed all night, but she doesn't know if they will be good as her. But it's time to get in the face. Also, please note that as they were doing a little montage of the workroom before we got into face, there is an Arancha La Mancha Crujente Crash Cosmetics palette sitting out there. We love how this show is full circle. Okay, bitch, come on. I got to talk to Arancha and Hugasio at DragCon about their new palette and their new podcast together. Where they that talk- combo. They're so they fun. seem like an amazing cookie person that like, like just true, like just joy and color. Yeah. Yeah, very, 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 very crazy, very crazy. Also, listeners, if you have not heard part two of my DragCon UK interviews, I urge you to do it, especially listen to what Arancha says, because she's basically spoiled what she's about to do on my podcast. It's so much fun. <laughs> we love the bitch says, in 2023, I'm going to take my drag outside of Spain, and then we know what the spoilers are. Bitch, you got an NDA. Whatever. Oh, so, I mean... I don't. I didn't sign an NDA. So what I'm guessing is that she. Are we getting a crossover finally with some Spain's girl and some like versus the world moment? Is that what's happening? Maybe potentially. You heard it here first. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, we're gonna see Chuchi ask if what she has in her hand is prosade. As someone was going to be like, you need help covering your brows. Um, you're on Drag Race. You don't have that skill yet to know how to cover your brows, Mama. Mama. No, here's the thing. You're on Drag Race. Just shave them off. Yeah. Save your 30 minutes. Well, that's traumatic for me. Um, as, again, go back to my Drag Race area podcast when um, the makeover partner got his brows shaved off. And I was like... You know, I, I, I'm competing for... I mean, it's it's Spain, so it's a different amount. But, like, you know, I'm competing for a whole bunch of money and a crown. I will shave my eyebrows off. Now, the discussion will turn to what the captions say is feathers, um, plumas. 
And this is where I asked Amanda Masker to help me because I've no fucking idea what they were talking about. So, and I'll tell you this, and I'm curious to see what Amanda Masker has to say as well, because I, Spanish is interesting in that, like, depending on where you're from, there's different dialects and different ways to say something. We have a thousand words for the word penis or vagina. So at first I'm hearing it and I'm like, oh, they're just talking about dick, pluma, you know, they're talking about between me down there. And then I was like, oh, let me read, let me see what the subtitles say. So I turned them on specifically to see, and it just said feathers, which I was like, yes, like we, we're not even finding another word for it. But then as the conversation went on, then I'm like, wait, now we're saying that we don't all have one. So are we talking about vagina? Like, I wasn't sure if we were talking about dick vagina or something else. Great. We're all lost here. Um, because of, like the line that really confused me is we, we started with eyebrows and then we we're talking about plumas feathers and hornella says that she likes when gay men show their feathers because freedom turns her on and i was like what i'm confused the only other thing that that would make me think of is so um at least for dominicans spain might be the same and that like oh one of the words for uh i'm not gonna say the f word it's not fuck it's Mm -hmm. the other f word uh is pajaro which also translates to bird so what okay that I'm thinking that maybe when they're talking about showing your feathers or talking about showing your feminine side, showing because you know we're all somewhere in the middle. Okay, and that could that could work because she will share that she was bullied for her feathers. Um, yeah. She has never pretended to be someone else. She accepts herself and says it was hard to get to the point of self acceptance. But if she has a feather, that's totally fine. It's like, yeah, well, I'm I like your theory so far. We're gonna go with I, that. Yeah. I think it's a it's a way of them saying like you know showing your showing your queerness and wearing it with pride and finding it attractive when other people do, which and if then that- it, it gets more confusing because Petita will ask why there is a bit of discrimination to having a feather in the queer community. I was like, wait, 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 what? What does this mean? That's when I thought they were talking about like vagina. Maybe, maybe they're talking about like, uh, you know, uh, men with vaginas and predominantly in in spaces where it's predominantly cis men or something like that. It was a very confusing conversation. Yeah. And then Chuchi's like that um, says that the feather is very condemned while Petita says that she's been singled out because of the feather. It's like, okay, well, someone from Spain, if you listen to this podcast, please advise what this meant because it sounded like an important conversation that I just don't understand. And the captions did not help me. They, I mean, I didn't even need the captions and I was confused, but somebody hand me a feather. Right. <laughs> well, while all the girls are getting rid of the table, we will head over to the mirrors as Vanea tells Bestia that she really liked her song at the talent show as it made her crying. She tells her she liked her words and they all identified with it. Bestia says since she was a child, she had a feeling something was wrong with her. She grew up in a very loving environment, but they were a bit narrow-minded and old-fashioned. Everything she is now is what her parents didn't want from her or want her to be. When she started drag and dance, she had to hear her family felt repugnance when they saw her, which is hard when you're trying to do what you want and tell you who that they are disgusted by you. Vanea tells her that they're not doing anything wrong. They are doing what they want. They want to be free. Vanea knows it's difficult as some families take it well and other families don't. She tells Vestia that her father was very scared about her in the world of nightlife, but she knows he is very proud as he did tell her and that was comforting. She shares that we need our families to support us and to love us because that is a very normal thing. They don't hurt anyone. No matter the franchise, we hear this conversation from our contestants. It's universal. It's a it's an overarching theme for every you know I mean I think it's just a clear thing too it's all like, at the end of the day 
actually, it's not even just a queer thing. Uh, at the end of the day, we all want love and we all want to be supported and loved for who we are and what we do. And we know nothing that we do, you know, the drag or especially as queer people, most of the things we do don't make us wrong. It's just we live in a society that makes it seem like we're wrong for loving the things we do uh, and being who we are. And, but at the end of the day, we all, we all want love. That's all we want. It's true. It's really, really true. Bestia is glad to have this magical moment with Vinaya because she knows her, but not all the things about her life. She will remember this moment and she's grateful they shared it. And Vinaya tells Bestia that she is a huge inspiration for a lot of people. They will hug it out. And I'm still confused by the feathers. That's, there's some feathers behind you, though. There are some feathers behind me. Uh, listen, you know what? That, that vase is pretty cool. Uh, Dragons of Spawn, if you're not using it next season, can I have it? Yep. Cool. Oh my God. Cool. I, you, you need two of them right on the either side of your front door. Just casual. Exactly. Um, homosexual lives here. Yep. I mean, we know. Uh, we, can hear, we can hear it just coming down the hall. It's true. It's true. All right. It's time for the main stage. Our host, Supreme Deluxe, is giving us cut Boulay Brothers look with that hand dress, the green hair, and the spike choker. What? What was she wearing? I, okay. I know I'm probably in the minority here, but you know that I love the color green. It's my absolute favorite color in the world. And so I was You would wear that look. I 100% would wear that look. I'd probably do a different hairstyle with it, more of like a mohawk moment, but it was giving me of this course. like mint sage sort of like punk, but like I have to go to this gala, so I'm going to wear a dress. Yeah, that color, it was very like, confusing when this entire episode is Eurovision and she's coming out looking like the third boulet. And you know what? I'm not mad about it. She's branching out. That's smart. She's, she's trying. Tune in right. next. Um, Brothers Dracula. <laughs> Speaking you know. of branching out and wearing weird shit, let's talk about our panel. We got the Javis. Uh, Javier Calvo is literally wearing a festival um, top with yep. festival bands attached to it. I was like, I, why? I very rarely like what the Javis wear. I'm not even going to lie. I'm just going to put it out there. I feel like sometimes they, dare I say this, try too much or too hard. It's for- always Calvo. It's always Calvo because Ambrosi is a little more reserved. This week he wore a fucking t-shirt that's just said queer i was like could you underdress yourself even more he doesn't he usually wears like a knitted moment i feel sometimes if you look um, back and then you have anna locking who is just a fucking drag queen on, at this point oh my god she can dress her makeup uh they probably call in raven oh no 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 if they called in raven she would be a different shade oh you know what you're right there is that you know, you know what? Um, Can we talk yeah, about Raven? Because yeah. she gets a lot of shit for basically being in black body. And like my joke behind that, I don't agree with it. I think that she should definitely lighten her shade a little bit. We all know you're not that dark. But I think she's just using the same makeup uh, kit that she packs for Rue. And she's like, well, I left on my light shades. So I guess we're going to have to make her. Honestly, it, you could be correct. Uh, <laughs> and then we have our guest judge Soraya, who... She looks stunning. She's hot. That looks beautiful. Good and she was giving you that like slicked back look moment. I yeah. love that. Oh. All right. It's time to discuss our dance challenge. It is the slow-mo dance challenge. And I'm going to say it. This was by far one of the most confusing challenges in the entire history of Drag Race. I'm not sure what was good, what was bad. There was so much action that I had a hard time even telling who was who. This was just a mess. I wanted it to be brilliant because I love the song so much, but no, it was not good. 
can I, I'm going to ask you this because I was very confused. I'm thinking, okay, it's a dance challenge. At the very least, we're going to see them perform separately and then they'll come together for the battle portion. Or they'll that do part. Entire, entirely different number. Like, obviously it was going to be the same song, but, you know, we've seen it before, so that's fine. They were just going to perform entirely as two separate groups. But they all just rushed out. They bummed off the stage. I was like, I don't even know who's on what team. What's happening? It was like a mess. And then we're going to have our two teams in different looks. Fine. Team Akarena is in purple with blonde wigs. Team Vanaya is in black with red hair. I have to assume production supplied them with at least the looks. Um, so I feel like any critiques that any of them got regarding their looks should have been blamed on production. Yeah. And it's not, what's her name? Chuchi's fault that her crotch doesn't fit in what production gave her. Oh my God. Listen, it's very possible all the girls were asked to send their um, their measurements to the show before they got there so to, to pre-make them, and she, like, didn't know what her dimensions were. Uh, so it could you be know her she's fault, but no, she you're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she has, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's, let's go through this. There was a lot of walking around until we got to our first dance sequence, which was Clover and Friends. Clover knocked it out of the park. Like, if you watch her with the video next to it, she was on point. She knew yeah. the choreo very well. And you and could tell knew- that bitch has performed that song already many times. And she gave you some wig reveals. Like, also, there was a lot of reveals this episode. Can we just, like, we'll get into that later. But, like, there was oh, a yeah. lot of... Um, as far as the rest of the team, uh, definitely not in sync whatsoever. At all. Not at all. Um, as Juanela puts it, they were a bit clumsy. Now, this really was the Clover show until Pink Shadora ate bread, which is apparently how you win a challenge on Drag Race. You know, I'm a big fan of bread myself, so. I mean, to be fair, Silky munch, munch, crunch, crunched and and did very well in the lip syncs. And you know what? I'll take it a step even further. Remember when Jinx Monsoon just made a PB&J? It's true. Oh, Trend alert. When we got to the Las Muertajaris, somehow they put Chuchi in the front with Paquita all the way on the side, and uh, Paquita, not a dancer. Now, here again is my question. They're going to blame Paquita later on for being in the background. Wasn't it the fucking choreographer who choreographed this? Yeah. Also, you also purposely should put the weakest dancers in the back so they can, like, watch along and, like, the yeah, no. Um, as Hot Chanel compares it, this team is the AliExpress. I mean, I see it. No, I mean, those looks could have been from AliExpress. Um, got a discount rate. I think in concept, this was going to be a fun challenge, but in execution, it was a disaster. You were asking 12 queens to be in sync in one of the hardest choreographed Eurovision dances ever. It was not going to happen in 24 hours or less. It was just not going to happen. Especially when six of them can't even dance to begin with. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to blame production on this challenge. I mean, not just blame production for that, but like, I think that the whole, just the way that that choreography and the staging of it all was uh, executed was a disaster. It made no sense. Terrible. From too, many, too many people just rushing the stage. I didn't know what was happening. I, I wanted separate moments with each team. And while there were those moments, the other team was on stage doing things and it was distracting. And again, like the whole point of these kinds of challenges is to, yeah, you want to have your Chanel do the main part, go for it. But each person should have had a solo moment. Yeah. They should have had a moment to break free and do something themselves and showcase. It, it, 
I don't maybe think we'll be- being in the room with them and watching it and seeing the full picture, maybe it felt different to us as viewers. It was very convoluted. I mean, and it's one of those things where like, it, you know, dragon with anything, any sort of performance, it's very different live than it is televised. And Absolutely. Because it plays into it. And we see it all the time where sometimes we disagree with the judge because we're like, are they watching the same thing? I'm like, they are, but it's not the same thing. Like when you witness something live, it's oftentimes 10 times better because you're there and in the moment, in the presence, and it's all about the space. You know, it's like going to a sports game. I don't do that. But like, if I'm invited, I'll go to a baseball game and like have a couple of drinks and have a great time, but I'm not going to sit in front of the TV and watch it because it's not going to be as good. Exactly. I agree. Now, before we we dive into the critiques of the runway, once again, Supreme and Friends are going to read the girls to filth because they just want perfection. She was like, have you ever seen us make comments to the group in the past two seasons? No. She is now because she told them last week to be careful and they saw it in the action challenge. Things that terrified them from pads that were folded and turned, ripped stockings, messy wigs. She doesn't know what was going on. And Barossi says that what they saw in the Maxi Challenge could have been a bachelor party, a carnival, or a Zumba class. Calvo says they can't lower the strictness for them and they demand them to do what they know they are capable of. Anna says they can't resign to badly wearing socks or loose bodysuits or dirty wig laces. They could have been fixed. And even Soraya is going to get in on this and tell them that they have the resources and tools as they are not asking them to do a different career. Use what you have to sell it. Do you think this is like what it was like as children being yelled at by the teacher? Yeah. I'm like, it's not my fault. I'm using what I was given. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Two episodes in a row. Um, I'm not sure I like it. I, I I'm wondering if like Supreme knows like what production exactly what production does and tells them to do and what what production gives them like you know what I mean like I feel like maybe there's a yeah. disconnect here in communication. Yeah, because I do agree I with you that they all have these looks and like these wigs that matched almost perfectly in color. I'm like I feel like these were given to you and you they were just told you like okay style it into something, right. All right. Category is Spain in Eurovision. In honor of the runway, we are going to play 12 points or zero points. All right. I'm into it. All right. Pink Shadora doing Chica Quatre. No designers listed. She knows what her lane is and she stays in it. She is taking the the Spanish novelty act Chica Quatre as her inspiration and gave it the drag treatment. Obviously, she's got to do the wild hair to match his pompadour, but the story is how she took the colors and fabrics and patterns and made it feminine. She has a beautiful purple silk button down with a stunning cape that matches his vest, plus those denim boots. Normally, it shouldn't work, but for this category, it was a smart move. Also, why does she have a Guitar Hero guitar? Um, I don't know. I didn't mind it. Well, she. so I'm looking at the image that it's based on, and the guy, the, the singer, actually has a tiny little like Barbie guitar that you can tell is a yeah why did she have a freaking guitar hero guitar because she couldn't get whatever he had so she's like i'm gonna work i wish she had rhinestoned it that's just me absolutely absolutely i love the guitar hero thing just a little bit more like just throw a couple rhinestones on it throw some glitter like it's the main stage but overall i kind of love this and i'm obsessed with this hair actually It's it's so crazy it takes the like windblown hair look to a whole other level because it almost looks like she had like a ponytail that's just like in perpetual motion. Yeah. I will give her 12 points. I'm going to go ahead and give her 12 as well. I really like this. It was funny, campy, and I liked it. Audience 71% 12 points, 0% 29, uh, 0 points, 29%. 
Next up is the Macarena doing Nina. Look by Surma Designs. She's taken what was a terrible fashion moment in the late 80s and made it a drag fashion moment in the 2020s. I don't think it's perfect, but I like her reinterpretation of the Roost dress and the bows. I did not like the bow in the back because it was so flimsy and it did not add to the overall look. I feel like if she used a different material to make it a little more sturdy, it would have worked. But that hair is stunning on her. I, I'm going to agree with you and say she looks fantastic. I think that, yes, the bow should have had more structure because it would have matched the structure that was happening in the front with the points. Yes. That it yes. My one complaint with the dress is the where the hip goes out, it's very square. It goes from, it gives her this really weird shape because it's like she's cylindrical at the top and then it mm-hmm. juts up a little bit and then goes straight back down. So it almost gives her like a weird boxy feel. And it's not the most flattering for her. But other than that, her face is beat to the gods. Mm-hmm. She looks good. And pink is a really good color on her. It is. It is. 12 points for the Macarena. I'm going to give her a 10 because I don't like the shape of her. No, no. It's 12 points of the two and zero points of the boot. Oh, okay. Fine. 12 points it is. I'll be nice. 12 points. 81% from the audience. Zero points. 19% from the audience. You just don't want to do <laughs> La da, da Queda. Uh, no design is listed. She will tell us that La da Queda is uh, performed in 1989, but that was Nina La Queda uh, was actually in 1988. Anyway, she is taking all four members, putting them into a look and a reveal. And sadly, the execution was just abysmal. I like what she was trying to do, but it was done so haphazardly. Other than doing half and half, it should have been four solid reveals. It was just not good and was not up to par. It yeah, you know, I've seen better costumes in a like a cruise ship performance. Yeah. It wasn't, it was clunky too, the way that she was sort of ripping pieces off to reveal underneath. Like, you know, when you want to reveal, you want, I want you to spin, I want you to give it to me. But if yeah. you're having to take little pieces off, like that kind of kills it. Like I'm not, the wow, the wow factor is gone. And then when you reveal into something that's ugly, that's, yeah. I mean, that wig. Oh, the wig is unforgivable. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm looking at it now and it's like, it's really bad. Especially like the, the one side that's down. It's not good. It's so bad. Anna was so excited for this dress as they are t- talking about a moment that was important for Spanish fashion. She was expecting a quiche Spanish fashion. She says it lacks style adjustment, volume, and drag style. She says there is too much fabric underneath. Ambrosi says that last week they talked about the alteration of the lower part of the bodysuit, and she even noticed in the maxi challenge when she spread her legs and had to cover it. Soraya says that her choreographer choreography was pretty good. Uh, the look not good for me. It's zero points for a drag chuchi. It's going to be a zero for me, and because I'm looking at it again now, and I'm looking at the shoes she's wearing, and I'm like, those are not the shoes for this. Like, it's just it doesn't work overall. Head to toe. It's Audience, a you were very a- kind. 43%, 12 points, 57%, zero points. Vanilla Vanaya, Armadeo Samaya, no design system. She is paying homage to what was not great in the 80s, and yet she has made it look good here. Yes, the top part makes her look like Rambo, but the way she was able to sell this garment simply by the way it flows, fantastic job. I wish there was a bit more body in this free flow poncho dress, but she did give it some life. I enjoyed it. Um, I do agree with the Rambo comment. It made me laugh quite a bit. Um, my complaint would be more so I wish it wasn't white. So you, we see all these like the splits in the poncho moment. Yeah. 
I wish it was something else that was a little bit more dramatic. Maybe she was playing homage to the original, but white almost makes me look, it makes me think I'm looking at the inner lining of a dress. Sure. Not- also, her- that makes sense. No. Pavo says that her humor didn't save her in the Maxi Challenge, even though it did save her partner, Pink Shadara, who won. He says that he thinks the look is better than the original and she looks beautiful and the orange paddle was fantastic. Ambrose says she was so afraid of dancing that she made small attempts to be fun, but she hid behind someone else. Suprem says she that she didn't see what makes Vanea spectacular in her hair and makeup. She thinks if she improved what she usually does, it would have helped her a lot as she would have felt more comfortable. Soraya will ask when she was choosing her partners what she based it on as she had great dancers but didn't choose them. Vanilla says that she thought they were great dancers and realized it was just Chuchi. She says who she chose has strong personalities and she likes to be with people who have strong personalities. Okay. Um, I have points for Vanilla. Question for you, if I may. When so you know when they're doing this kind of runway and we're uh, trying to emulate another artist or uh, paying homage or referencing something else, do you feel like the girls should always change their makeup to try to fit the reference, or is it okay to still do your classic face and let the reference be the garment or the, you know? I think it has to all tie in together. If you're doing like an exact replica, you should adjust your face slightly. But if you're doing something as we get to something later on with like uh, Chanel, no, you do your own fucking face. Like yeah. make it your, you stamp your face on that. Yeah. And then, cause also I feel like it's always like better if you like at least have some part of your face, because if you do a really good job, Absolutely. I think of this, I think of you. And like, that's a way to like, exactly. Branding. I'll give 12 points for Vanilla. I'm going to give her a boot to be honest. All right, audience, 82%, um, 12 points, 18%, zero points. Visa, doing Salome and Chica Chiquilichquatre. No designers listed. Uh, it's a two for one that didn't need to be, but let's discuss it. First, she was the car wash in her Salome look. Uh, Salome won in 1969. This was a very drag, but spot on iteration of this look. I like that she's giving you the headpiece that is reminiscent of her drag, though it really was there to hide the hair and it did yeah. look a little bit arts and crafts. When she does reveal into the second look, it's a match representation compared to what Pink Shadora did. Those glasses with the sideburns was camp. I think both were good looks individually. It sucks that both her references were also used by other people. Yeah. I also, like, I'm going to say, I kind of wish she had just stayed in the first look without the headpiece. Because the first look is executed so beautifully. The way that fringe just moved, it was Mm -hmm. stunning. It just completely mesmerizes you. I also want to say this because I'm looking at it with fresh eyes. If you look at her second look with those glasses, she kind of looks like Michelle Visage. She does. It's very true. It's very, very true. <laughs> um, I like this look. I'm going to give it 12 points. I'm going to give her 12 points because I think that both looks were executed well. I just wish she had stayed in just the first one. Sometimes you don't need the reveal. I agree. Audience, I don't know what you're talking about. 59% 12 points, 41% zero points. Cornera Gongora, Nina, look by Antonio Velasco, hair by Malibu. She is giving you the camp version of Nina, and yet it looks like trash. It's just too much. 
I think the hair ruins it because it is so sculpted that it looks artificial and it's meant to like be in your front yard landscape display instead of on someone's fucking head. The dress part is fine. It looks like ASOS. It's the bows. They are so poorly executed and serves more as a confusion extra to the piece. And why are her tights white? Like what is happening? There is a lot here that I do not like. And then there, I feel like there's missed opportunities. There are things I like about this look. And then there's things that I feel like she could have pushed a lot further. The bow placement is terrible. The fact that her arm is going to one of the bows in the front yeah. is really me. But what is making me think is like, imagine if she had done something closer to like La Macarena, but then the bow was so big that it dragged behind her like three feet. Sure, something I'll take that. Way to drag it up and like, because this is too much. Her shape is weird. It makes her, it's just not, not a good look. Yeah. Anna says she was so witty with a forgettable look. She says this look is unforgettable and it's drag as she magnified it and they saw Nina. Ambrosi says she has great virtue as whatever wig she wears or whatever dress she chooses, they always look at her and they can recognize her. He says that there were pad issues. Uh, zero points for Honella. No, no, zero. Goodbye. Yeah, it's going to be a zero for me. It was too much. Audience. Yeah. Audience, 57%. 12 points is 43 percent zero points kelly roller uh she is doing betty miss uh and and soraya no designers listed uh she will begin in a giant tarp to pay homage to betty and then bam we get that brooklyn heights poncho reveal as she's now paying homage to guest judge soraya i'm glad she revealed but what she revealed to was not nearly as glamorous as soraya's the materials that kelly chose to execute the second part of this look were so flat and there was just no life to it i wanted it to be like a richer purple the hair did not look like a shake and go i think this could have been a knockout had she had a better second look i i agree with you i mean the idea is perfection yes and just it the second look wasn't executed very well and if you really like sit there and nitpick it like the way where the little wrap is sitting is completely off and it's cutting her off at the waist at a weird spa it's just it's actually she was trying to look sexy and it's not sexy but when you yeah. look at like, if you look up soraja's original look she looks delicious and stunning mm-hmm. and it like gives her this beautiful figure and this is not giving that this is giving she around a sparkly bodysuit is what is giving literally that. that's what it is that's what it is Amorosi says that she used her moment in the maxi challenge very well he says that he loves seeing her enjoy it and transmit so much joy he says she had a great evening and she was amazing with the roller skates and things the, the reveal was fantastic Saraya says that because she turned up as Betty um, Misegu with a beautiful wig and the reveal was very natural, she will admit that her jumpsuit was very similar to hers, only hers had something underneath and was covered more. Um, yeah. I love you, Kelly, but this was not perfect. It's a zero points for me. I'm going to give her, I'm going to give her a two because I really like the idea and I think that like the All first right. look good. Um, and even though she didn't plan it on purpose, she could have, she had no way of knowing I love when there's that moment of like, oh my God, I'm impersonating the judge. Yeah. So she got lucky with this one. And overall, it's better than some of the other stuff we saw. So I'm going to give her a boot. Uh, two, excuse me. The audience agrees with you. 76% 12 points, 24% zero points. Now I want to talk about that for like, go on a tangent for a hot second. You watch Drag Race. I watch Drag Race. We know how things work nowadays. The girls yeah. will get um, the song list for lip syncs ahead of time before getting there. And we've learned that sometimes the songs will co- like coordinate with the guest judge. Obviously, it did this week. D- 
Do you think mm-hmm. she was clued in? Oh, we have this look, um, look for the runway doing Eurovision. We have this song by a Eurovision contestant. Is it possible she's going to be there? Or do you think she was like, if I have to lip sync? Although, could you mm-hmm. imagine like, is if, if we didn't know she had this reveal and she did end up in the bottom, she had to lip sync and she just spun out into that? That. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm Crazy. sure like you do you know that like there's references to everything there's always little clues but you never know when it's yeah. going to happen that's the one thing is exactly. you, you know you have all these plans but you never know when in the season it'll happen right all right next up paquita doing azucar moreno no designers listed she starts off in the sexy black number as azucar moreno's encarna she has a brilliant body and that's what we see here then she gives us a hair reveal to be azucar moreno's doni and then we get one more reveal. Paquita is the third Moreno, and that body is even sexier. I think this was a fun way to showcase the duo and still maintain your drag persona. It was a bit safe, but that's because Paquita is just flawless as a human, like stunning. Yeah. I mean, even like even when you look at her makeup, it's like it's very, I don't want to say it's not simple, but it's understated, but she still looks yeah. absolutely breathtaking. And she did what Chuchi was trying to say, which is what you alluded to, which is do each individual look. Don't try to split them down the middle and try to do this like failed Victor yep. Victoria. There it is. Anna says that she loves in the world of drag the idea of creating within constraints. She says the less you have, the more magic you do. She says in this case, Azucar Morena, um, Moreno did magic at stage because they couldn't wear Francis Mastino Matasonio. Montesinos dresses and they finally wore two dresses they had in their suitcase which were wrinkled and they defend them to death she says she also defends her looks to death as she showed them not one not two but three looks and the, killed the third one Ambrosi says it's lucky she did kill the look because in the magazine challenge she looked like a fan who went out dancing he says Ooh. she lacked the strength she has now and Calvo says he felt like she was hiding in the magazine challenge even though she was leading the way and again that's why I say it was a choreographer he put her over there Put her over on that side. Maybe the choreographer is the producer. Maybe it's possible. Mm-hmm. Twelve points for Paquita. I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her twelve. I think it was well executed. Audience, I don't know what you're doing. Sixty-eight percent, twelve points. Thirty-two percent, zero points. You're crazy. All right, Bestia doing Adernley. Look by Jorge Escalante. We get this little red riding hood moment to then reveal into Adernley's main performance look. Here's what I'm going to say. Bestia is that bitch. She can give you high artistic drag and she can give you pure fashion and glamour. She has the ability to shape shift and that's what I love about this look. The dress could have been off the rack, but she sells it and she looks stunning. Yeah. Well, and then she paints. And she reveals into this look, which is also giving me a little bit of ABBA, kind of like if you gave me like glamour, like I'm here for it. I'm just trying to give you your ABBA redemption that I know you want so bad. We didn't even have a night of a thousand ABBAs on Drag Race Sweden. I I guess I have to wait for next year. You know what? We'll just, I'm going to call Rue and just we're going to have it in the US. We're going to have a night of, actually half these girls might not even know what to do, honestly. <laughs> Honest. They'll just be like, Mama Mia, share. No, yeah. give me a They're all just bell bottoms and that's it. <laughs> Literally. Uh, <laughs> this look from Bestia, 12 points for Bestia. I'm going to give her 12. I think she looks stunning. Like the, I wish her hair was a little bit better. It kind of is a little flat, but that's my one complaint. Yeah. Audience, 67%, 12 points, 33%, zero points. Clover Bish, Solomay, look by Yisli, hair by Marseille. 
I think this is Clover doing a Solomite. Is it perfect? No. Is it true to Clover? Yes. I think showing her midriff was a brilliant idea. If you got it, flaunt it. It's the styling uh, with the hair. It's not great. It could have been grander. Also, the blue is a little too bold and needed to be a little more Robin's egg because the two hues do tell a bit of a different story. Um, That being said... If you look at her Instagram, she reimagined it. And what she has on her Instagram is it? Oh my God. Oh Oh my fucking God. She would have won the week because it is sexy, it is fun, and it is her version of the look. I don't know what happened, but that was right. This isn't it cool? Did she just tear apart the tear apart those pants and like resell them? So she must have. That is so cool. Okay, that's beautiful. I will say though, she looks good, and I think she falls victim. Uh, like somebody else did it, but did it better. Yeah. I think that had somebody else not done it, they would have given her a lot more praise for this. I agree. The that they gave her, I agree with. Like we can see the the base for your pants, and especially when yeah. we somebody else do it, and you couldn't even see where the fringe attaches. So. Now, while she was safe, Supreme will give her some critiques and say that they thought she was going to stand out in the challenge and ended up a bit disappointed with the challenge and the runway. Anna says that it's a very iconic look, but one of her competitors did it much better than her as Visas had more movement and the main fabric was invisible. She says in her case, they could see how perfectly it was made and it lacked magic as they could see what was underneath. Cobble tells her she can't win with such a look. Rude. Uh, 12 points for Clover. I'm going to give her a 12. I think she still looks really good and it fits. The fits great. She's just, again, falls victim of somebody else did it better. Audience, hundred percent, 12 points. They loved it. Chanel and Rex doing Ruth Lorenzo. I uh, know designers listed for those who don't remember. Ruth Lorenzo was a guest judge on drag races. Banya too. I think what Chanel does here is she takes the basics of Ruth's incredibly basic dress and takes the story of the song Dancing in the Rain and makes it true to her and gives you a story. I don't know how Rain got her in the with seaweed, but I'm I'm buying what she's selling. I mean I dig the hair. I think the mug is right. She's shoeless, which is a choice, and I think that was the wrong move. She's the second queen who's shoeless on the runway this episode. Oh um, yeah, who was the first lady- one? Lady Rambo was shoeless. I was zooming into her feet and I was like, oh, oh I didn't even notice that. Um, I think she looks really good. I like this look. Do I like it for the challenge? I don't know. That's the hard part. I think that if she, I don't know, if it was like a caught in a rain, caught in a rainstorm or caught in a hurricane, if that was a challenge, nailed it. Because she yeah. does look really good. But I don't know if I if it fits the challenge for me. It's a little two left field that's fair i'll still give her 12 points yeah she looks great so i'll give her 12 points and like the wig is great i love that it's like sculpted onto her face it get, it tells the story more so like the, someone who's been sitting out in the rain and they're wet without giving you a full wet wig look exactly uh audience 82 percent, 12 points 18 percent, zero points and finally we have petita doing lydia look by petita hair by wigs by angelina nails by punks um, she has taken this terrible Agatha Ruiz de la Prada dress and crafted a brilliantly color-blocked gown that is impeccable. There is so much joy in this look. The mug is stamped. I would have removed the heart, but I know why it's there as it's in the source material. I think this was one of the strongest interpretations of the night. She took one of the ugliest dresses I've ever seen in my life. And like, we all know Literally. that. 
pride print that every drag queen makes a dress out of because that's what they did in your version. They made her the same thing out of that print and she made it chic. She made it just, it's stunning. Like it's I, want fashion. That my, I want that as my pride look. Like just you should wear it. Ask her for it. Right. I'm just going to call her right now. I'm sure that. you're the same size. Definitely. We're the same size. No, she looks absolutely stunning. The construction of that dress is beautiful. The way that it hangs on her body, like is beautiful. It's a beautiful bell shape, but I can't even see the inner structure, which is what I love. Oftentimes, None. it's so well done. When the girls usually do try to do that shape, you end up seeing all the inner structure. Or you see any all the crinoline underneath. I can't even see it. She might as well just be floating at you. Literally. Uh, Supreme will talk to her about her highlighter and can tell she is wearing a lot and has to make it like she's on TV and not on stage. Ambrosi says that he thinks she knows a lot and it isn't true that she has no idea about the makeup, but he says that wig is spectacular and the look is stunning. Cabo says that her look blew her mind, blew his mind and improved the original look. Anna says it's very difficult to make a dress with such a corset, which is so perfect and harmonious and fits her body so well. And Supreme will end with telling her silhouette is perfect, but not in the maxi challenge. She tells her comedy did help her as they can see Petita. 12 points for Petita. 12 points for Petita. And you know what? I'm, can I do an extra, a bonus 12 points for Petita's hand? Because I'm kind yep. of obsessed with this broken finger spike moment. That she's- I can't believe that <laughs> she's committing to it. I would have been like, can I come back next season? No. Um, but good for her. I, I love that she's committed to it. It's almost like an E.T. moment. And Watch I- her be the first queen in Drag Race history to win the show with a broken fucking finger. And you know what? Based on this look alone, give her the win. Hand her the crown. Uh, yeah um brown under that skirt actually uh audience 95 percent, 12 points five percent zero points uh we are going to learn that the winning team is glitter rats and the winning queen is pink shadora um make it make sense i i wish i could i speak spanish and clover I still- was deni- clover should have won it's they got really mad at her for like a runway they, and hated, I- they were so mad at her it wasn't bad. So then I get somebody no. else did it and somebody else did it better, but like it was still good. It was still like if we didn't see the other one, I think they would have loved it. And I think she could have won. I think so too. Um, in addition to winning 2,500 euros, she wins two nights at the Axel Hotel in Barcelona. Meanwhile, just give me that pick crew member holding that sign. Oh my God, he was a hunk. Can I just, it's a, you know, it's a, is it a two night stay or is it like, you know, a couple nights with somebody else, right? I got a guess. I'll just bring the pit crew with me. There it is. There it is. Hello. Uh, this is going to mean that Chuchi, Vania, Paquita, Patita, Hornella, and Kelly are the bottom queens. Now, in Untucked Junior, the winning team is celebrating their win and the Macarena is celebrating that she's been in three episodes of Drag Race España and her career. Good for her. Good for her. Now, they told Pink Shadora that she had to trust while they were rehearsing and look at her now. She says that she was worried, but more worried about the team as she couldn't dance. But Bessia is so happy for Pink Shadora, but she hopes that when it comes to the sewing challenge, even if they don't sew well, they will be rewarded for their efforts. I mean, I can't blame her for saying that because that's... I fucking fully agree. And I feel like if, if I were a queen who does bad in the ball, which we will get next week... If mm-hmm. I know I can't sew and whatever I execute is not done well and I get read for it, I will say, but you told Pink Shadora she can't dance, but she looked and she gave personality. Why is that not the same thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, because that's curious. You're telling people, well, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you like sell it on the runway, even if you're completely bombing the challenge. Not that Pink, not that Pink Shadora like bombed the challenge, but she couldn't dance and it was a dance right. challenge. 
Kind of I really, I, I, I've said this to a couple of people. I think they're really trying to set us up for a haha queen to win. They want a comedian to win. I think this season. I guess we haven't had one because we had Carmen in season one. Mm-hmm. We season two. Sharon, who is a combination of a haha and a yeah, well, she's veteran queen, I guess. I mean, and you know what though, she does it all. We're not even talking about season two right now, but Sharon also like literally could do anything because like the bitch would trans literally wild. Um, Lisa says the judges did take into account the effort that Pink Shadora made, um, but they will call out the effort made by Clover as Hot Chanel says that she killed it on stage. So what about the girls on stage? Bestia thinks that they are a group that they, that gets along, but she is worried about her friend Vania as she knows how she is feeling as the leader of the group and how she must be taking on extra responsibility. Now, speaking of, Vania and her friends return as they did what they could out there. They all reveal that each of them got something good, something bad. Chuchi will tell the group that she will be lip syncing. She knows it. Hot Chanel says that her dancing was good, but she wore four ugly outfits. Why is Hot Chanel so shady in the confessionals? I mean, we love a shady queen. I love a talking head. So, like, I'm here for it. And she, she's doing it because she knows she gets air time. Let's Literally. I guarantee you every week the queens text her and be like, are you fucking kidding me? I thought you loved me. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be that queen that comes back for the reunion they're like girl i can't fucking believe you said that <laughs> literally now chuchi says she's ready she's been a drag queen for a long time she knows that she has to adapt herself and she must step outside her comfort zone and maybe she wasn't able to do that she believes that her opponent will be vanilla vanilla will thank chuchi as she believes she didn't lead the team as she should have and then apologizes to the team which is like no no you are good we love you Vinia goes on to tell Chuchi that she was there and helped her with everything she needed with the choreo. But Vinia agrees with the critiques. She didn't use her humor to advantage. Time for the results, where Supreme decides Petita, Hornada, Kelly, and Paquita are safe, leaving Drag Chuchi and Vinia Vanaya as the bottom two. Do you agree? Um, I don't disagree. Yeah, I, I, of this six, this makes sense, I guess. Yeah, like, one of one from this one or three or the other kind of moment like right. we all kind of and it, it was really it came down to vandia not being able to dance and chuchi wearing one of the worst looks probably all season long listen i just don't understand why they keep getting mad about chuchi showing her showing us her you know between me down there i i want more of that personally if i should be on the judges panel and she does not have to cover up if she has an outfit slip there it is <laughs> all right the song is Sarayas la noche es para mi I think no matter what Chuchi did, they were done with her. They don't see a superstar in her. Both Chuchi and Vanea are strong performers, but Vanea just had that dazzle. She had that humor that they wanted in the challenge. I am glad that Chuchi did take off that terrible look, but I do not know how that Leo was any better and had anything to do with the original look, because if you go back to the critiques, she was wearing that underneath. She was. Well, yeah. Does she not have anything else to wear underneath? Is that what we're going to find out? Or she had a feeling she was already going to be in the bottom from the dance show. I don't know. Insane, insane. It's a, it's um, a, in the end, a moment where she's like, "If I had to lip sync, I was ready." <laughs> Literally. <laughs> in the end, the queens from the Canaries are just not doing well on Drag Race España. If if you are a queen from the Canaries next season, maybe just don't go. Yeah. Well, Drag Set Last did pretty well for herself. For she like, did pretty well. She she was doing yeah. well. Uh, but the, the judges just did not care for her at the end of the day. Like, that's what sucked. Yeah. Drag Chuchi's gone. Vanessa stays. Do you agree? 
I mean, yes, but like I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Because I wanted well, more. Once, well, once again, another week, another chance for Jack Chuchi. What is the comeback challenge going to be? Is it going to be a lip sync Lala Perusa? Is there going to be like a um like on Drag Race Theria where it's a reading challenge and whoever wins the reading challenge comes back? What how are the queens going to come back? I don't know. It's a it, it they're give, they're doing that same thing they did for like All Stars where they're just like yeah girls will come back but they won't tell us what. And also like you never know like are all the girls going to come back? I'm always curious. Like do they sit there and say hey? Do you want a chance to come back and then you actually get to make the decision and like who says yes and who says no right and like when we had it for all-star six we we didn't see it until the lips think that akira said no right exactly which so i respect we'll yeah. she's like no so i'm interested to see i mean i hope it's not another eurovision challenge <laughs> but it'll probably be like, all right be like a girl moment Maybe. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is Drag Chuchi's legacy? What is Drag Chuchi's legacy? Um, her tuck, com- well, not her tuck because she doesn't tuck. Um, her, um, her member coming, just popping out to say hello every once in a while. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, not necessarily the winner of the, of the challenge, but who won the week? Who had the best episode? I mean... Ultimately, it kind of was uh, Pinchadora. I think she, yeah, arc of the episode, she went from, oh my God, I'm going to shit my pants. I'm going to fail. I might go home. And I fully was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be in the bottom to winning the episode and winning their hearts over, even though she can't dance. Exactly. I agree. I think Pinchadora was the winner of the week. She definitely had a good arc. Um, It is design time next week. Who are you worried about? Who will the judges judge on a curve? Ooh, who am I worried about? I feel like I don't know enough of the girls, enough about the girls yet to know who can construct, really construct an outfit. Like, because it's not necessarily, you know, design challenges, as we both know, and just like we learned today, it's not about knowing how to sew or knowing how to dance. It's about knowing how to sell whatever you do on the runway. So I agree. It really depends on what they do. And I just hope to God Kelly Roller does not wear the skates again. Well, that's going to be interesting if she has to design something where she has to design it with skates. I'm going to see, we got to see if she can incorporate it. Um, I think Petita should be able to do well because she is the designer. She's the fashion queen. Uh, But let's see her do it with a broken hand. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, yeah, she can create a garment, but like... That's why I said, who's, who's going to get judged with the curve? I think she's going to get judged with the curve because she's got the broken hand. Um, we'll see. Too, gonna, it's gonna it goes from like, if she goes from such a stunning runway, which like, I believe she made that. I don't know. Did she say if she I made think that? she did. I believe so she it'll did. Be, it'll be hard because they'll want to judge her, not harshly, but definitely at a different caliber because she's made Absolutely. that be what she's capable of. But she has a broken hand and like, that's not easy. Or a broken face. After, after two episodes, the winner of the season is. Ooh. I kind of want to say Pink Shadora just to be like wild card out of nowhere. And she could, honestly, she's it funny. definitely it's possible. Um, but um, also that's really impressed me this episode. I I I think Petita's definitely in the conversation. Pink Shadora's in the conversation. What I'm gonna say right now is this season is not like season one or like season two. We knew. Carmen was winning. We knew Shadron was winning. I don't yeah. know who's winning this season. And that's amazing because I love mystery. Um, I think it's going to go to a haha queen. 
And right now, the only one who's standing out who's done consistent is Hornella. And I don't know if I like that Hornella could end up winning. So, Ooh. I will say, can I would like to put Clover towards the top. I think Clover has the chops to like really make it far if she listens to their critiques. I agree. I think Clover's a competitor there as well. But after this week, not giving her the win, that was rude. Was yeah, rude. I, I disagree with that. I don't think that it was bad enough to not give her the win. I've seen girls win an episode with like some really shitty looks in the past. Same. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me on social media at the Lacey Stoner. That's T H E L A C Y Stoner. We all know how to spell Stoner, let's be honest. And it's the same on Venmo. Um, I have all sorts of like fun little projects going on. I host a bear party over here in Astoria called Beef every third Thursday of the month. So if you like the thick, hairy man and want to come join me and get a little shirtless with me, it's a good time. I promise you that. I'm also a painter. I go by Ish. So you can find me at Art Ish Studios. If you're into, you know, all sorts of queer art and just lots of fun, bright colors and body painting, come find me on Instagram on either account. Say hi. I promise I'm nice. I'll even share a joint with you. There it is. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's so much fun chatting. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure chatting with you. You know, I, have, I haven't seen you since I think DragCon LA last year. So we're at like almost a year. Almost so, a year. Yep. You know, we, we celebrate our year together like this with drag. Which is how we met. So I love, love it. It's appropriate. 